1: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or you listen to us in the podcast... Oh, Twitter. That's right. We're on Twitter. Hi, Twitter. <laughs> or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local Mediocre Internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, wearing her Los Miners de Utep shirt. Los
2: Moneros. Los Moneros. Yeah.
1: Los Moneros de UTEP. <laughs> She's the Duchess of the Door. She's actually Bickle.
2: Howdy, team. Yeah, I got this when we were actually like when we were in El Paso. Like this isn't a I found it at a thrift shop thing. Okay. No, this is like legit from the bookstore.
1: Not to bring this back to on the Utah campus. Not to bring this back to the Cowboys. Oh God. But I was thinking about this as I was listening to the post-game show on on uh on Sunday. Uh huh. Um that we were in El Paso. That's the same season. Yeah. Yeah, because we we missed the game. They played the Thursday night.
2: Yeah, because we were hoping normal time we would have been able to make it back for the fourth quarter. But since we were in Mountain time, we missed the entire game.
1: Yeah. It was. Uh, that is funny. Yeah. In any case, yeah. I was thinking. I was like, man, time about, has no meaning. <laughs> talk about the end of a like the true end of a season. Yep. Today is Wednesday, January nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Three hundred nine days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Dolly Parton. Yes. Episode one thousand three hundred and fifteen on today's show, guys. It's a big recruiting show. Great. Going to talk with Greg Powers, an all athlete, all things recruiting across the Lone Star State. Caught up with him a little bit earlier, uh, including uh, it's it's four defensive linemen, right? Yep four defensive linemen big defensive linemen
2: one uh, of them plays both ways but yeah
1: yeah yeah um so we'll get into that in the back half of the show powers caught up with houston strake jesuit 2023
2: tight end chico holt i love it i love it so much do tight ends <laughs> they have to have a cool name
1: do tight ends have the highest like proliferation of excellent names <laughs>
2: I think yes, because I would say that the pool is so much smaller. Like tight yeah. end, there are much less tight ends than there are like wide receivers. Yeah. So, but I also feel like yeah, but like
1: for example, we were doing the uh, we did the Built for a Tough Player of the Year uh, banquet last Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh Myself, Aaron Hardigan, Sarah Merrifield, and um, Katie Angelson hosted it, and the North Garland quarterback was there. Do you know the North Garland quarterback? Oh, did you put be- me
2: on the spot. He's, no he's a
1: sophomore well he was a sophomore he's God's Power Nawahi
2: yes. yes
1: Um, and I don't know I was like man that's a great name too a lot of great so names good. out there yeah. Zane Ziner was there from uh, Love Rosebud
2: Lot. I feel like they're like a good tight end name is Stone there's always a lot of like yeah. Stone yeah or running back
1: mm-hmm Anyway, do we have first four through the door?
2: We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hathaway, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome
1: in, fellas. Howdy, friends. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. We do appreciate it. All right. right, let's. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, earlier today, I caught up with Greg Powers, the next level athlete, our recruiting analyst around here. These these Dar parts at texasfootball.com. recruiting. Talked all things recruiting across Lone Star State. Here's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete, on Texas Football today. <laughs> I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Recruiting. <laughs> it's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter, Next Level D1. See his fine work on TexasFootball.com recruiting. Powers, I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too, man. How's the baby? I, 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 he's good. You know, he's eating, he's sleeping, and all that fun stuff. And I don't know. Um, but uh, But I still miss you. We're having a talk through the magic of Zoom, but it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. I, I certainly, and by the way, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, I didn't miss them because
0: I went like three times while I was on paternity leave. You should figure out a way to put that gravy in a bottle for Ooh. Max so that's that next, that's, he can enjoy it. I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a boy that would grow up hearty
1: you know, uh, you know, give them, just feed them chicken express gravy out of a bottle. That would be uh, the way to go. <laughs> uh, it's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete. A lot to get to today on today's roundup. We're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going to the Brazos Valley, to talk about College Station 2022 offensive and defensive lineman Connor Lindgren, who has picked up a big-time in-state offer from TCU. He is, you know, we're past the early signing period. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of guys have already signed their letter of intent for, for 2022, but not everybody. And Lindgren feels like one of those, you know how you get into the NFL draft and they start doing the boards like best available. I feel like Connor
0: Lindgren falls into one of those categories of best available. Yeah, no doubt. And he's a big guy, six foot five, three hundred and five pounds. He has experience playing on both sides of the football. I kind of think I like him better as an offensive lineman, but his athleticism on the defensive front kind of tells you what he would be bringing to the table no matter where he ends up playing. He's also considering offers from schools like Arizona State, Purdue, and Vanderbilt. But I have to think uh, an offer from TCU in the Big 12, not too far away from home, giving his you know friends and family a chance to watch him play in college has to be something that he's going to seriously consider. There's not too many days left now before National Signing Day in February, so it'll be interesting to see can the Orange Frogs make up some ground and get him on that get him in this signing class. I think he'd be a big pickup for them, a DCPF three-star guy. Connor Lindgren out of College Station, one of the best available.
1: Let's get to our Commit of the Week, where we'll talk about a guy who we found out this week is is not on the best available list. Uh, we're talking about spring Westfield defensive tackle A.J. Holmes, who was a Mr. Texas football finalist this year. Uh, he announced uh, this week that he signed with Houston during the early signing period. He's kind of one of those low key signings. Uh, he is a he checked in at number 77, the DCT of Hot 100. Uh, I know personally that uh, Ishmael Johnson in our office will not shut up about this kid. And when you watch the tape, it's easy to see why uh, why Houston fans should be so excited about getting this young man.
0: He was a Houston touchdown club defensive player of the year. He was a, I believe he was a finalist for Mr. Texas football. Um, So that's a rare quality in a defensive tackle. This is a guy that really makes a lot of plays. He's explosive. You were out Tepper, um, but we kind of talked about this guy a little bit, a couple weeks back. And I said, you know what, this kind of feels like a Houston type of thing. And I had no inside information. I was like, I don't have any inside information here. But he plays at Spring-Westfield just like Ed Oliver. He has a lot of similar qualities to Ed Oliver, who also won the Houston Touchdown Club Defensive Player of the Year whenever he was a senior. And I said, there's just, like, for some reason, a Houston feel to this. And when we were talking about it, I mean, it already signed. So we <laughs> didn't know that. But, I mean, maybe there was, like, something coming from the ether about uh, Holmes ending up in the Houston class. But he's a great defensive line prospect. Who has a lots of room for development at six foot two, two seventy, and he has a knack for finding the football. He flat out gets after it. This is a huge addition for Houston, who really did a great job in the recruiting class in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I felt like they really
1: closed strong there with Dana Holgerson and company. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Uh, get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Day. Uh, let's go to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week, we're going to the DFW Metroplex to talk about Mansfield twenty twenty three defensive end. Caleb James, who committed this week to Arkansas. He has, he's, uh, we have him at number 47 in our of Hot 100 for the class of 2023. He had offers from all over the place, including Oklahoma and, and Baylor and SMU and Tech and, and Oklahoma State. Uh, but the Hogs bring in Caleb James out of Mansfield and uh, talk about a, an explosive playmaker off the edge. This kid, This kid gets after it.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and he dominated private school competition. He played for Fort Worth Nolan Catholic last year, and next year he's going to be playing at Mansfield. So this is a huge pickup for the Tigers there. This is a guy who's going to come in and, you know, absolutely change their defense from day one. He can slide around and do some different things. He can he can disrupt as a defensive end, get after the quarterback, make plays behind the line of scrimmage, but he's really powerful. He he uses his hands really well. He's hard to move, um, and he'll slide around and play some from the inside as well. So this is a guy who can do multiple things up front, not just a one-trick pony. And I'll be interested to see how he develops over the next year, year and a half, to see if he truly grows into a defensive tackle or is he, or is he a strong side defensive end at Arkansas. Um, so just a huge pickup for the Hogs. Uh, they're going to remain valid in the Lone Star State, and, and this kind of signifies it by adding a four-star DCTF Hot 100 guy in the 2023 cycle.
1: Uh, and, and we're going to round out what has been a very defensive-minded this week in recruiting, especially defensive line-minded, uh, with our Recruiter of the Week. Our Recruiter of the Week is uh, Fort Ben Marshall 2023 defensive end Zachary Chapman. Uh, he was at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston uh, and took home defensive line MVP honors. Uh, here's a guy who's got uh, a number, a couple of offers, most notably places like Baylor, Houston, and Texas Tech. Uh, but you think this is a guy in Zachary Chapman out of Fort Ben Marshall
0: who is about you, – you think he's about to blow up, right? No doubt. This du- this is a dude. You know, long arms. He passes the eyeball test. I think there was some question about him because he suffered an injury uh, during the season, so he doesn't have a whole lot of clips. I think that he's uh, he racked up 35 tackles or 40 tackles last year, so he did play through uh, what would be considered an injury-plagued junior season but now he's back 100 percent healthy and he really is a looker one of those guys who he walks through the door and you're like oh wow and you know some schools are already on him and some big time schools too you know basically five p5 schools now that houston will be bumped up so he's got five p5 offers already which kind of tells you that p5 schools really liked what they saw from him already but when word gets out on this guy when his tape starts to circulate from the next level athlete top 100 showcase and people see him walk through the door on junior day visits, the offers are just going to fly in. This is a guy who could play for anybody in the country and I think mm-hmm. in about three months' time we'll all know it. Uh, well, a guy we already know here is Greg Powers, the next <laughs> level athlete. Follow him on Twitter
1: at G Powers. Scout next level athlete on Twitter at next level D1. See his fine work at texasfootball.com recruiting. Powers, it's so good to be back with you and why don't we plan on doing this again next week?
0: Let's do it then. See you soon.
1: There he is, Greg Powers, a recruiting analyst. From Next Level Athlete, joins us every Wednesday here on This Week in Recruiting. We appreciate his time. Unable to come into the office today because, I don't know, he said something about mining for gold?
2: Yeah, he's on the National Treasure Hunt, don't you know? Good for him. This is old news. I guess that was part of the news that you mm. missed.
1: Okay. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. We hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at Texas texasfootball.com slash subscribe. That'd be pretty rad of you.
2: Yeah. More powers content.
1: Yeah. It's you got that. Feel like that. What the people want. Exactly right. Pickle. More powers content. <laughs> it's what uh, the people want. <laughs> he caught up with one of the star tight ends in the class of 2023 down there in Houston Street Jesuit, Chico Holt. Uh, Greg Powers caught up with him. Here is Greg Powers' conversation with Houston Street Jesuit 2023 tight end Chico Holt. Here on Texas. It's
0: Greg Powers with uh, texasfootball.com and Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and like we do every week, I'm joined with one of the top recruits in the Lone Star State, and this week it's tight end Chico Holt, who is off of a strong performance at the Next Level Athlete, Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston, where he took home MVP honors. Man, just kind of break down your performance there, what it was like to go out there and match up with some of the top defensive backs in the area. How do you feel like you performed Obviously, you did a pretty good job to uh, be able to walk away with the MVP, but uh, just kind of give us your perception on how the camp went.
3: Oh, man, the camp was really exciting. There was a lot of people there. Uh, I worked out with the wide receivers throughout the whole thing, got to do some of their drills, a lot more catching, a lot more route stuff, and then the one-on-ones and the competition there, was it was awesome. It was really fun to just be out there and have fun playing football, you know? Uh, Just kind of
0: watching you go through the drills, man, you are a guy who on tape, you do some pretty good blocking, but you move really naturally and you catch the football really well.
3: Um, What do you feel like are some of your biggest strengths as a tight end? Um, Obviously my size is a big help. I'm, I'm good six, five, that that really helps on downfield balls and jump balls and the like. Um, But also up front, I've done, I was in the Kubiak offense my sophomore year, so that was a lot of blocking for me. It really helped me develop, you know, blocking big guys on varsity as a sophomore, so that really helped me develop into a blocker, which I think I really was got a lot better at that this year, too. Any tight ends you look up to or you feel like maybe your game resembles out there on the field in the college or pro-ray? Um, I love Gronkowski. I mean, that guy <laughs> – Fun doing it, and he just dominates everybody's He's one of the greatest guys I like to watch. He, I mean, his yards after the catch and the catches he makes—it's—it's a—it's awesome. Uh, all my Dave
0: Campbell's Texas football friends listening to this interview will respect that answer because I'm the guy who picks Gronk on his fantasy football team no matter what. Four years running, I have Gronk on my team, and it, like he's like the recipe for success in fantasy football. I feel like so I'm a big Gronk guy myself. Yeah, that's great. Uh, just talk about straight Jesuit a little bit, man. I mean, you kind of you mentioned. I obviously you're a coach kind of guy. You said the Kubiak offense, so you you know a little bit about the X's and O's. It sounds like out there on the field. Um, I know that you guys went four and six this year, and you probably have um, some redemption coming up for next season when you step on the field as a senior. How's the team shaping up? And how excited are you to be like a, a senior leader now? that it's your turn to kind of take some of the younger guys underneath your wing.
3: Yeah, obviously going four and six last year, it's kind of like little fire underneath our senior class, I think a little bit. And it's awesome. So I was nominated team captain for the team and that's uh like awesome. Cause I want to accomplish more than four and six next year. You know, I want to make a good playoff run and uh do a lot of great things next year. So, I think we as a team we're really coming together. We're getting some morning lifts going. We haven't been, we didn't do that at all last year. So we're, we're really trying to make something different happen next year by doing something different now. So when I say four and six, you know,
0: I think that that is a little bit uh, it's going to give a little bit of a misperception on kind of what happened for you guys this season. As I looked at the, you know, your your team's record heading down the stretch, you played some really good teams close. I mean, you really gave it a run at Parland Dawson and Ailey Taylor. I mean, those are really close games. And in the last two wins of the season, to kind of wrap everything up, you guys scored 111 total points
3: on offense. So was the offense really starting to come together towards the end of the year there? Yeah, definitely. With the new system put in, it was kind of a transition for, I think, everybody. But we were starting to get it Quarterback was starting to make reads, wide receivers were running their routes right. O-line was getting the blocking technique down, and everything was just kind of to coming together for us there at the end of the season. And we we couldn't pull it out against A. Luke Taylor, but I
0: know you're a guy that's got a lot of college attention and you got some colleges really hot on your trail right now. But I want to kind of look at that first offer that you picked up from Rice. You know, that's a big offer to me because it not only signifies that you know what you're doing out there on the field as a football player, but it also Um, kind of talks about the academic side of things as well. What did it mean to get a hometown offer from the Rice Owls, and uh, what does that signify to you uh, about being a total package out there, not only a great football player but also a student athlete as well?
3: Uh, That was so exciting. My my dad actually went to Rice, so I've been going to Rice football games and Rice basketball games for a while now and get an offer to play at Rice University. I mean, that's just awesome. And from an academic perspective, that's also uh, a big thing for me. I, I really take a lot of value in academics, and that's really important. I want to go to college and get a good degree in in something, you know. So we'll see what that is, though. But About a month after you got that offer from Rice, you picked up your first Power Five offer from Kansas. Um, Going to have an opportunity to play in the Big 12 as well? I mean, I, I'm sure that that's something that caught your eye. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. The Kansas upwards, uh, the Kansas guy, um, I hadn't heard from him at all, and then he comes to practice one day, and then the next day I'm on the phone with him, and he offers me a scholarship to Kansas, so that was really exciting, really exciting. Who are some of the other programs that are in hot pursuit of you? I know that we're not going to be able to name
0: them all because the list is pretty long, but just at the who are some of the ones that come to the top of your mind that are showing you really serious attention and might possibly be
3: Um, some of the programs that could step up next with a scholarship offer? Um, Probably Texas Tech. Um, I know Princeton's recruiting me pretty hard, too. Uh, Those are are probably the main two who are, are, like, really talking to me right now. Texas Tech had hired a a new coach who's basically a Texas high school
0: football legend and Joey McGuire. He was a a Dallas-area guy and one of those guys who a lot of people I know know about in that part of the state.
3: Does his name resonate down in Houston as well? Um, I hadn't heard a lot about Joey McGuire, but one of the uh, the staff people at Strake he actually worked for Baylor football for a little bit, and I know uh, Joey McGuire was a big big coach down in Baylor. And he talked about how great uh, Coach McGuire was, like just from an energy standpoint and like bringing a lot of juice to practice. So that, that would be really exciting to get an offer from Texas Tech and play under Coach McGuire. When it comes down to it, man, I mean, what is something that you feel like you have to have in a
0: college? I I got a good feeling with talking to you just here for a few minutes that you're going to be looking really strong into the academic side of things.
3: Yeah, that that definitely plays a role, but also big-time football. Um, I love football. I've been playing it since first grade, and I would love to play it on a really big stage at some big-time football program. So whatever has a good tandem of those two things would be fantastic. I can't let you get off of this interview without at least pressing you a little bit and giving you some tough questions.
0: And one of those tough questions that I really want to ask you is, in Houston, man, if we're down there visiting you for a game, what are the restaurants or some of the top spots that we
3: got to know about and why? Oh, man, there's a little burger joint on West Park under uh, 59 called Bubba's Burgers. They serve the meanest Buffalo burger you've ever had. So I'd, I'd hit that if you're in town.
0: So we'll definitely have to be checking out Bubba's Burgers, man. No doubt about it. I'm getting ready to pull up the menu as soon as this interview's over. Add it to my list. You know we're all big foodies at DCTF. So thanks for the tip. Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks, Chico, for joining us this week, man. And we look we look really forward to following your career in high school and definitely watching you on TV when you line up in college, which won't be too long from now.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having there me on.
1: There is Chico Holt, tight end from Houston Strake Jesuit, class 2023. So uh, just finished his junior year. Uh, sharp kid. Appreciate his time. Appreciate him hopping on with Greg Powers a little bit earlier to talk some uh, about recruiting, about where he's going, and uh, all that fun stuff. So we appreciate Chico Holt hopping on with us. Let's now matriculate over to the other side of the studio. I think I see her over there. She on her desk
2: hey (laughs) she is i think i see her oh there she is
1: it's ashley pickle from america's second favorite segment final thoughts
2: one that's always one of my favorite final thoughts is like people who watch the show a lot and have never been into the studio and then they come in there and it's always like let me get my bearings about okay so tepper's there because they know i look this way so i always we've
1: picked up the camera before and shown it around
2: yeah we have as of recent
1: the other thing about studios is they are always a lot smaller than you
2: think oh yeah yeah, like, no, there's always way less. Y'all of, well, would
1: be stunned at how small the Bally Sports Southwest Studio. Is. I was
2: six and say it's tiny. And the other thing about it is, is like the things that like look nice, they're like just where they're at, and everything mm-hmm. else is just like normal open warehouse looking thing. Yeah, realistically. Yes. Um. Anyway, yeah, studios are wild. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to bring up is everyone always loves when we admit that we are wrong about something, what? and Ish, uh, put out our teams that we like the first part oh. of our teams that we were yeah. wrong about. Um, articles and it's on TexasFootball.com. He said put that out a couple working days ago. On, but if you haven't gone and looked at it, look at it because like this is this is a time where we're like, yep. Well, I'm working. I'm also
1: work, I'm working on a couple pieces for TexasFootball.com about like the most improved teams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There were two. Let me let me see if if you can get. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot. This is oh, not gosh. fair. Okay. I recognize that. Well, let's go. There are two teams, two UIL Texas high school football teams that won. 10 more games in 2021 than they did in 2020. Do you have any idea who they could be? Oh, Lord. One of them won a state championship. That was a big hint.
2: 10 more games?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Tick, tick, tick. Just pick a state champion.
2: (laughs) Was it Katie Payto?
1: No, because Katie Pinto had a great year last year. You remember, right. I think they went like 9-1, and one, yeah. won a playoff game, and they had to forfeit in the area round uh, because of, of COVID. Yeah. No, no, no. The answer, the, the team that didn't win a state championship, Little Cypress-Mauriceville.
2: Ah, uh, yes, Cyprus, LCM. I should have known that one. I
1: think they went from one win to They're 11 They're
2: one of wins. our Texan live teams. Yes.
1: Shout out to Little Cypress-Mauriceville. Shout out Eric Peavy. The other one, the state champion, Stephenville. Stephenville oh, went, I think, 6-5. Yeah. and five? Last year, yeah, um, disappointing season, and then they go sixteen and zero. Yeah. So yes, they were uh, they were the, the, the those were the two teams that were the most improved in the win column. I'm working on a Wild. piece about those, but yes, those are. Uh,
2: I uh, would not have guessed Stephenville.
1: Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I know.
2: I had my. I think it's because blinders you just, on there. Well,
1: you know why? It's because 2020 is such a black hole. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, ugh, you know.
2: Well, and that's that's funny. Honestly, I was trying to think of a team that got like hosed out of the playoffs because they had to cancel for covid that's what i was trying to think of (laughs) so you took my mind to a dark spot right
1: right. all right that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com thanks again to greg powers next little athlete and houston straight jesuit tight end chico holt for being our guests for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please meet your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow can we do three shows in a row Let's find out together tomorrow (laughs) on Texas Football Today.